Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 219. We had a follow-up on a discussion we've had recently about multi-sport athletes. We're going to kind of carry that discussion forward. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And we mention it every time, folks. Take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save that additional 20%, but also to support the podcast at the same time. If you want to support the podcast directly, please become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. It's a great way for you to keep the wheels spinning. Uh, we're talking about 5 10 or $20 a month. If you can help us, we would certainly love the uh, support for episode number 300 of Everything Fast Pitch. We're going to be doing a patron giveaway. Got some stuff to... Uh, uh, to give to the people that have been supporting us. We're excited about doing that. Um, and again, if you're in a position where you can, uh, come on board and become a patron. So we've talked a little bit, Don, in the past couple of weeks about the idea of multi-sport athletes. Had an email from one of our listeners who wanted us to kind of continue the discussion. His point was, how do you manage the challenges for coaches and players and parents when you have players on your team that are multi-sport athletes that maybe because of those other sports they don't come to all of your practices. They're not there to grind through some of those days uh, because they're off doing something else versus being there with your team and with your players. And so the question, I guess, is from a coach's perspective, if we're encouraging our kids to be multi-sport athletes, which I think a lot of us do, what does that mean for the kids maybe that aren't multi-sport athletes? Or, or how do we manage the expectations of you know, the kids and the parents that are at every single practice, at every single game, and the the impact that a player might have maybe that wasn't there last week for practice because they were at a basketball tournament, didn't come you know, to, to practices, to practices uh, in the past because they're involved with a lot of other things. And so, Don, what are your thoughts? Yeah, hey, Tori, that's a, a good question that every team's going to probably end up having to deal with at some point. So that's a, a good discussion to have with our team and parents right from the get-go. And if we've kind of established some guidelines and thoughts on on how we're going to approach it and been mindful about it up front, then I think that that'll be much more easily uh, received, you know, as it's happening during the year. Because it is tough. It's tough for the kids that aren't multi-sport and that are there all the time and that might not be one of the top players on the team, but uh, they see this happening around them. And, and if their understanding of what the process is and what's expected and what's going to happen and it happens that way, then everybody will be okay. Right. When we know what to expect, things are a lot more comfortable for everybody and we're going to be able to keep the strength of our group a lot more comfortably. Right. When we do well, it. When I th think one of the challenges is when we talk about multi-sport athletes, you know, once upon a time, like when we were kids, you played basketball during basketball season, then you went to baseball season for baseball season. Then when you had, you know, the summer probably played a little bit of baseball, but maybe went to a basketball camp. And then, you know, when you back back to school in the fall, that was football season. And we were multi-sport athletes. Yeah, it was easy. You know, we were doing three sports. 
but they didn't really overlap. And where we're in kind of uncharted territory now is, especially in the world of travel ball for softball, club ball for soccer, club volleyball, AAU basketball, is that basically all those sports are all year-round sports. Right. We basically are doing all of them all the time. And so I think where we kind of get into issue this question today was really, you know, I guess how to manage the fact that we've got players that are doing several sports that are all basically over, not even, you know, meshing together, but kind of fighting against each other, kind of, you know, battling each other. You know, and once upon a time, you could make softball your primary sport and still play basketball or volleyball or soccer at a pretty high level because there was kind of distinctions in when the seasons started and ended. There was sort of a break or a lull from one to the other where you could pick something else up and, and run with it. But I think where our real challenge now is the fact that so much of this stuff is all going on all at the same time. And to your point, laying out the guidelines and the ground rules so everybody kind of understands you know, what's going on. And I think where the real problem comes in, where the quote-unquote unfairness of it plays in, is if my kid's at practice and your kid's playing in a basketball tournament, and we all show up next Saturday for a game, and my kid who comes to practice all the time doesn't play, and your kid who's also a basketball star gets to play all the time, that that's where we start to have problems. And if we haven't laid out in advance how we're going to handle that, how we're going to manage that, I think we're headed for a real problem. I think where a big part of this really comes in is many of the players who are talented enough to play all these sports at a high level are quite often some of our better players on our team. Sure. And so, you know, the idea that whether it's fair, I mean, what do they say, that the fair is the place where you go to judge pigs and hand out blue ribbons? So the only place that sports has anything that's fair is is hard to find. So is it fair that a player gets to play who doesn't come to practice? Well, that's something you have to decide for yourself as a team and map out for everybody who's on your team before it happens so that you have a, a plan in place. That's definitely the the ticket, Tori, is the communication. We talk about that all the time. And lack of it early in organization of a team is going to be the demise. That's what's going to tear it apart later if we don't have that uh, coordination and uh, communication there because I think it's great for the kids to play other sports, yeah. but there has to be some kind of a a plan. Right, and, and, and a balance and because to me... Where, where they can make a choice. Right, because I think to me the, the idea that keeping a team feeling like a team when players are all treated consistently differently is always going to be a challenge. The idea of having a team where some players never practice, but they get to play and other players practice all the time and maybe don't is a really tough thing to sell. And I think that no matter how strong your plan is, no matter how well you've thought it out, there's no way that you're going to be able to manage that effectively and keep everybody happy. So the, the challenge then is, is the benefit of having that multi-sport player and that player that doesn't come to practice very often on your team, is her contribution valuable enough that it's okay to know that it's going to cost you other players and it's going to cause, cause problems throughout the team dynamic because of the situation that we've created? But wouldn't that be exciting for everybody to collectively make some of these policies for right. our group early? That would be... Yeah. We look, we made these policies together. You're not going to play on the weekend because you went to basketball. Right. And that's okay because, right. you know, championship season is later after basketball is over 
And that's when we really want to be good. Right. But we're going to reward those who are at practice or not, or right. let it be okay to miss. Yeah. Because yeah. again, you know, so then there's, here's the challenge. And we did the uh, role playing thing on, on the podcast <laughs> the other day. But if I'm the parent of that really talented kid and you're telling me, well, she's not going to get to play this fall because she's going to basketball. I'm going to be on the phone tomorrow finding a coach who says, oh, she can still play because she's good. But we all decided this at the beginning, right? Right. We decided then, that that's how it was just this weekend because you were at basketball instead of softball. Right. And but but I think we're, we're probably going to... We might push some good players away. Right, and where we're, yeah, where we're going to... Policy. Yeah, and where we're really going to land is... So you got to manage it the other way and... Right. Is you, you have make, to find the, the balance. And, and to me, here's, here's the other place where this thing goes so sideways. So the one thing that I do keep seeing is the player who is so talented and so multi-dimensional that she's on four different teams, that those parents also can't wait for a break when they have a weekend when they're not playing in any games. Right. To take time off to go visit grandma, to go you know, do something else. And so they miss those practices too. Right. We missed last week's practice because we were playing in the AAU basketball tournament. We're going to miss next week's practice because we're going to be playing in the club soccer championship. We're going to miss two more practices next month because of flag football world championships in um, you know Peru. But she's still the so this, second this, best so, player on the team. Right. So this yeah. this weekend, even though you're practicing, we're going to spend some family time. So on top of the fact that we've got all these quote unquote excused absences because we're doing all these other sports. Then we also add in the, well, just being at practice isn't that much fun, so I'm not going to be there for those days either. We're tired. Yeah. And I get it. It is tough chasing your kid all over the country all the time. Or multiple kids, right? Right. Yeah. But so the moral to the story is to follow up this discussion, hopefully wrap this thing up, is I think multiple sports is great. I think kids should experience as many opportunities to compete and play and, and have fun as they possibly can. But we have to go into it with our eyes open and coaches and teams have to have set guidelines in place that everybody knows that they're signing up for. And, and let's if be it's realistic and yeah, and and accommodating. Right. Yeah. And I think there's always a, a way to manage that to make sure that everybody feels like they're getting something out of it. So if you don't come to practice this week because <laughs> of basketball, that's okay, but next week when we play, you're not going to play the first game. But let's be proactive. But have that laid out in yeah. advance. So when you choose basketball, that means you're going to sit out the first game of the next tournament, and if that's not okay, then you're going to have to find another team. So yep. or whatever it is, you know. But so that we find a compromise somewhere in there where you get to keep that kid on your team if you want her. She still feels like she's getting to do all the stuff she wants to do. But the other players on the team also think that, well, you know, she, she had to sit out she a game a because and, she chose to go yeah. to basketball instead and try to find some sort of middle ground that's going to appease, uh, solve as much of this as you possibly can. No, I think, and again, to do this work up front because it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, you know, it's, I, I get it. It's, you know, it, it's a load, but you're, you know, if you want your kid to experience all these things and you have to also make sure that you're going to do everything you can to support it be the, reasonable the right way and yeah and again if especially if we're saying softball is our number one sport yes then softball needs to be number one as much as it possibly can and so the idea of you know making sure that we keep our priorities straight as a family so that the coaches don't have to necessarily always be in a bad position with everybody else on the team i think that's a good thing too well and with that thought too tori most of the kids that that i've come across that are making softball the number one 
they're usually not the top flight person at track, you know, so they're usually like the the middle of the road kid in sprinting or, you know, throwing the shot put or whatever it might be. So they're not going to miss them as much as my softball team is going to miss us. Right. If a tournament overlaps or something. Right. So, and so, yeah. I, and again, but I think your idea of being proactive, solving it up front, that's the way to start. And then you'll make your life easier and, and do the best you can yep. to manage from then on. And whatever you say your rules are, they need to be your real rules, not the one that's convenient <laughs> rules. All right. So that's going to wrap up number 219. You can make sure you support Anderson Bat Company. Become a patron if you can. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website. Order your Square Cuts training discs there. You also have access to the YouTube channel and the blog posts. There's 700 of those. There's tons of stuff that could be useful and helpful for you in the, in the blog post. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.